music speaks to you differently it just got to me mm. and to this day the unforgettable fire is my favorite all-time album of any band well this song as well uh, there's a poet i can't remember what his name is but uh, uh, bono from u2 started reading poetry oh, yeah, and right. started reading a lot of books and yes. stuff and uh, uh, I can't remember who the poet was, yeah. but uh, that poet actually influenced him a lot, all those poems and stuff, and that's why he wrote this song as well. Yes. Let's have a listen. 3794 Twitter, cost of one rand fifty. Say hello to John Ellis. Uh, what is your Twitter handle? John Ellis Koza. Okay, and mine is at Barney Simon or at Jack Rand FM. We're going to tweet, we're going to Khan Malia. We're until uh, midnight. Chat to us. Let's play you too. You too, Jack Rand FM, uh, sort of homecoming, my in-studio guest, uh, Barney and Friends, John Ellis of 363, and uh, apparently the lead singer of Coldplay, Mr. Yes. Martin. Yes. What's his name? Oh, Chris or something. Chris Martin, yeah. Okay. He uh, played that specific song to his unborn baby. Did he really? Mommy was wow. still uh, yeah. at home or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, mommy used to like lean against uh, the speaker <laughs> and he used to play that song. How's wow. that? Wow, eh? amazing. And he's got every single U2 album and he said he doesn't queue up for uh, bands and stuff like that. But when he goes to Ireland, he stands in the queue for two days to see U2, an amazing band. Brilliant. We're going to talk about the uh, spiritual side of U2 as well. Yes. And then your band, we will get to that a little later on. It's very important in, in rock and roll, I must say. It's like a lot of people don't know. They actually, are they a Christian band? <laughs> you know, when they started out, nobody knew. Yes. And then people found out. And, Absolutely. You know, so we're going to yeah. chat about uh, 363 as well, being a Christian band slash gospel band slash religious band slash Rock and roll. They're a rock and roll band. You know what I mean. Okay, so uh, uh, primary school you enjoyed very much. And then which high school did you go to? I went to a high school called Beachwood Boys High School, which doesn't exist anymore. It's now been joined to the local Durban North thing. Okay. And uh, music in those days was not something you did. So boys high school was in the 80s, you know. It was rugby and, and business and science and and you prepared yourself for the army, and then you went out and, and did stuff. Mm. If you were, did, if you did music at school, if you played some instrument, you weren't really looked at too well. Uh, your favorite subject? History. Wow. I'm a you, history guy. Do you still love history? Do yeah, you still an, read I, a lot? I'm a nerd. I'm and proud of it. <laughs> at, okay, we're talking about primary school, you weren't bullied, but high school, it's quite tough, you know what I mean? Because you get your matrix, and then you're in uh, standard six, standard seven in our day, yeah. and these guys, they don't mess about, you know what I mean? Especially and, uh, when your old man's there, master. Exactly. <laughs> Did they know? Yeah, all, everyone, oh, Ellis' son is here. <laughs> so they bullied you? No, they, they, they were still aware of this you. oak. Yeah, yeah. But did you call your dad sir at school? I had to. Hello, sir. He looked at me and hello, boy. <laughs> Cut your hair. <laughs> and a lot of discipline, obviously, um, and you had to set an example as well. Yeah, uh, it, it's, you know. it's always worse when you're the son of, because you've got to be, you got to be that much better than, which, which is crap. You're just a boy. Mm. You don't know any better, you know? But if you were the uh, Duomini's son, you'd yes. have really been uh, very naughty, because oh, they are all naughty. Yeah, expire suit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> any any good memories about high school? Uh, yeah. All, all the, any bad memories? Maybe uh, your matric dance. That could be interesting. <laughs> oh yes. I I was a, a to, and to some degree I still am, but I'm just pretty introverted guy and very shy, and very very bad self esteem. But I had hair, mm-hmm. and if I knew then what I knew now, right? But uh, music took over quickly, and um, I yeah I, I did well at, academically, so I was always with you know A class guys, but I had these friends. Uh, who were two grades ahead of me, two standard nine guys who who were metal fans. Okay. And I came from this fairly, very, very protected suburban environment. Suddenly my friends listened to ACDC and Iron Maiden. 
And the, some of the teachers are looking at me like, you probably should choose your friends a little bit better, young mm-hmm. kids. You know? <laughs> and did they, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, what do you call those, the, the, the school bags you had, those yeah. other sacks, what, did, they, were, did they put the old uh, Iron Maiden logo on there, the ACDC Absolutely. slogans? We also did that. I, I, can still, I can still draw the Iron Maiden logo, <laughs> like, perfectly. <laughs> 14 years. Remember the, the pencil cases? Yeah. I had uh, yeah, Aussie on yeah. there and Iron Maiden. And, it was, I mean, those were. Yeah. And then the teacher, as they walked past, you had to hide it. And Absolutely. as I got out of the class, no, I'll leave it like Blicky. I'm your pen. Hey, man, those were the days. We were rebels in our day. We didn't even know that we were rebels. We just loved music. Eh? Totally. Yeah. And uh, did you go for any, uh, when was the first time you actually picked up a guitar or played any instrument? So actually it was before high school. It was, uh, would have been standard four. Uh, I think I mentioned to this some other time uh, uh, in 1982 was the fifth anniversary of Elvis's death, and good old David Grisham had done a, a TV thing about the anniversary, and he compiled a half an hour special on Elvis's career. And I was a young guy; I was ten, and I've, uh, some a, fr- a family friend had shown us this this program, and I, I was just, for me, something shifted, and that was what I wanted to do somehow, not be Elvis, but Elvis was the was the key for me. Mm. You know? I think I told you Jailhouse Rock and all these things, you know. And uh, from then it was a, a pretty easy transition to the Beatles because my dad was a massive Beatles fan. Had all the albums and all scratched because when we were kids we used to drive our cars around <laughs> the vinyl. <laughs> now suddenly I'm like, these are holy things. You know? wow. So I used to sit in front of the, the, the tape deck and the, and the, vi- and the turntable and the, you know, tape it and then press pause after each lyric, write the lyrics down, figure out the chords, teach myself. You know, I was just absolutely obsessed. You know? <laughs> And uh, you uh, still perform a couple of Beatles songs on stage? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Maybe later on, 379 for Twitter, Costa, 1 Rand 50. Maybe just one Beatles song. Absolutely. But John's going to play a couple of unplugged songs for us. Yeah. Uh, if you want 363, by all means, go ahead. And a couple of covers. I believe you, you can do an Erasure cover <laughs> very well. I mean, how do you do an electronic dance disco band uh, acoustic? You know what I Because at the end of the day, a song has to live and die on whether it can be played on this thing or not. Okay, right. just play a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, I, just, I just want to double check. Okay, so it goes, I tried to discover a little something to make me sweeter. Stop, stop. <laughs> Save it for later. It just shows you a song can have a dance beat and, and, and you can change it and bring a guitar in and it sounds much better. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Erasure. No. Okay. Okay, so um, what sport did you uh, – I mean, did you play rugby and, and cricket and stuff in high school then as well? I mean, you, you loved your music. Yeah. And as you say, you played a bit of cricket or whatever. But, yeah. I mean, the, the girls looked at the guys, you know, when you, oh, yeah. when you were a rugby player or Absolutely. a cricket player or whatever. Yeah. And there you were, the musicians. Yeah. <laughs> but did, they must have been one out of them. Uh, how many girls, say, uh, 500 girls in that school that came up to you and said, hey, I like music as well. You know what? We unfortunately, yeah, but then we got to the boys only high school. So oh, it was all no. over. So forget it. And in my standard five year, that was the year where the guitar came out and everyone said, hey, that Ellis guy can play guitar. And before mm. it meant anything, it was over. <laughs> but uh, sport, yeah, uh, cricket, and uh, you, you try rugby, but at some point in standard eight to nine, you go. Mm. What position? Nah. Let me see. Let me guess. A position in rugby? A hooker? No. Okay. On. Sorry, I'm just come kidding. Um, Look at those um, eighth man. Eighth man. No, come on. Okay. Um, uh, lock. Fly off. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can't imagine you being a fly off. I was in that, you know, you scroll. Yeah, he's my scroll, have you? You know, on a windy day, they didn't bring you up as a substitute. So, um, 
Then uh, while you were at school, did you know, I mean, obviously you loved music and stuff. When did you make that decision? Like, I want to become a doctor or maybe I want to do this or I want to become a pilot. Uh, did you have any ideas at that stage while no, you were at school? No, but um, so, you know, fairly responsible, fairly you know, old-fashioned suburban English parents. You follow the, the path. You, as soon as you finish school, you do something responsible. Lawyer or Vatugal. Mm-hmm. Music, especially in those days, music in this country was not even vaguely a, a possible career path unless you studied it and became a classical person. And I remember my dad, my, dad's, my dad was now a leader of his community, headmaster of the local boys' high school. He can't have his son going off and being a rock, rock guy. <laughs> this doesn't look good. You know? He was very scared of the whole, he heard these rumors of what these rock guys do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, but I remember a standard eight. It was 1988 when U2's Rattle and Hum came out, and there was a, and then 89 came around, and we and this, we finally got copies of the Rattle and Hum movie. Remember that? And there's that early on scene of the movie where they, where U2 are playing in God's Country, and so, again something inside me went, "That's I don't know how to, how it's going to look, but that's what I want to do somehow." It's just the power of that music. You know? And you, there's no, in those days in 1988 there was no career path, there was no mm-hmm. internet, there's no way you could say. A plus B will get you to that career. You just, I just knew I wanted to do that somehow. <laughs> did you, I mean, your father being headmaster or whatever, did you go to church every Sunday morning? No, my mom took us. My dad's not mm. a church guy. Mm. She took us and um, had a lot of good rock and roll experiences in church because the pastor of the, the, the priest of the Methodist church was a Van Halen fan. Oh, cruel. <laughs> What's that song, Running with the Devil? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we, used, we used to rehearse in the church hall, and one of our songs was something about the Reaper. Uh, don't no, don't, don't fear the Reaper, but something like that. Okay. So we, we were like this quasi-metal band <laughs> singing about the Reaper in the church hall. It was interesting. Indicat Kasasi class, do you remember that? What? what? Okay, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, this Afrikaans. Let's do a new Barney and Friends. Barney Simon.